Julian Edlow here for DraftKings. The thrill and excitement of March Mania is here. And DraftKings Sportsbook, one of America's top-rated sportsbook apps, is giving new customers a shot to turn 5 bucks into $150 instantly in bonus bets with any college basketball bet. Conference tournaments, Final Four, to win it all, you name it, it's all available on the DK Sportsbook app. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and use code ROSS. New customers can bet 5 bucks to get $150 instantly in bonus bets only at DraftKings Sportsbook with code ROSS. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or in West Virginia, visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-777 or visit ccp.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort located in Kansas, 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario, bonus bets expire 160 hours after issuance. See dkng.com slash bball for eligibility and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. If you'd like to make your NFL games a little more interesting, you've come to the right place. It's the Even Money Podcast with Ross Tucker and Steve Fezzik. Yeah, Vegas, baby, Vegas. It is the Even Money Podcast. Presented, of course, by DraftKings Sportsbook. I'm Ross Tucker, former NFL offensive lineman, five teams, seven years. You know this already, most of you. Absolutely love all the different media gigs I have. I'll be doing the Bills and the Dolphins on the radio on Sunday at 1 o'clock. So if you're driving around doing stuff with your wife or kids or whatever, certainly find me on any radio station. They're all going to be covering it. Certainly Sirius XM Channel 88. We'll have it Sunday, 1 o'clock, Dolphins at the Bills. You can check me out on social media at Ross Tucker NFL. And we have Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, all of them. And we even got a new Facebook for at Ross Tucker Pod. So at Ross Tucker Pod posts the clips, the best ones we think from this show and others on Twitter or Instagram or the new Ross Tucker Pod on Facebook. The star of this show is Steve Fezzik at Fezzik Sports, the only two-time winner of the Super Bowl of Professional Football Gambling, the Super Contest at the Westgate. He's at Fezzik Sports on Twitter, and he's only at pregame.com. He doesn't have his own website. Do not fall for the imposter. Can't be any clearer about this. By the way, I do get people still that'll email me and be like, is there anywhere you have your picks posted? I I went over this so many times this year. Patreon.com slash RT Media. Just become a member of a Tuckheads member and you get access to our private Slack channel. It's all posted there. Grades. He's got... He's got in-depth information that I don't even I don't even realize about how we do when we bet dogs or favorites or home teams or road teams. He's got like in-depth info that's really valuable. So patreon.com slash RT media. Um, also, by the way, before I forget, we're getting a lot of new people. A lot of new people can bet in Maryland, Ohio. Use the code, it's probably another one too, but use the code Ross. When you go there, you bet $5, you get $200 in free bets instantly 
using the code Ross at DraftKings Sportsbook. Steve, long time no see. What's up, man? So Ross came to Vegas for to he got to call a home game for the Chiefs in Las Vegas. What was it? Seventy percent Kansas City fans, sixty-five. I'd say sixty percent, maybe sixty-five. It was definitely more than fifty percent, which is really impressive, Steve, in the sense that they didn't know the game was going to be Saturday. Like they either worked on really short notice, or those people had already bought. Um, tickets and already bought plane tickets to just be there for the whole weekend, right? So maybe they assumed the game was on Sunday and they didn't fly back till Sunday night or Monday morning or whatever. Maybe they kind of hedged their bet. But the game ended up being Saturday at 1.30 local. I was just surprised how many Chiefs fans got there. And I was curious how many of them had just booked it well in advance versus how many were just like, Wow, um, let's just do this on short notice. So I'm at Caesar's Palace Saturday morning, about 9.30 a.m. I'm walking around. It is a sea of red. Nothing but Kansas City fans that represent. They're all wearing their Mahomes jerseys, their Kelsey jerseys. Uh, it was it was something to behold in terms of the loyalty of that fan base. Um, not the world's best gamblers, but that's okay. They had a nice time. <laughs> Uh, they are dire. I had a nice time with you, Steve. It was great to uh, break bread. You know, I don't get a chance to see Steve that often, even though we talk all the time, every week, all year. It was great. Where did we get the lobster toast? Never even heard of lobster toast. That was delicious. Little alcohol. Talked about like my dating practices back when I was single. Probably shared <laughs> a little too much. That's okay. It's all good. Oh, man. That was amazing. All right. It's playoff time. But we do need to wrap up the regular season. Programming note, at some point, maybe even the the bye week before the Super Bowl, we will go over our season win totals. That's not today. That day is not today. Today, we start with going over the games we had uh, last week. And we'll start with that Raiders-Chiefs game, Steve. The Raiders had had nine straight one-score games. And Jarrett Siddham had just played so well against the Niners. The Chiefs, every division game, all five, had been one-score games. So I took the Raiders, getting eight and a half. They got slaughtered, 31-13. You, you took the Chiefs in a teaser, along with the Jets, that cashed for you, Steve. We both had the Chiefs in a teaser with the Browns. I will get to the Browns because the Browns single-handedly ruined my betting weekend and yours, Steve. I hate the Cleveland Browns now. They they double whammied us. They 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 didn't hit the under, and they go ahead and they they lose our teaser when they're getting eight and a half points. So very, very frustrating on that one, Steve. I thought I could middle it with the Raiders and the Chiefs, but listen, the Raiders just did not come to play. Yeah, and I guess one lesson learned, don't play a home team when they're the road team. It's demoralizing for the players. I do want to address the Jets game and what's become known as the pitchy, pitchy, woo-woo phenomenon when you're lateraling the ball backwards until you get into your own end zone and thus you score, but... 
you either score a safety against yourself or you score a touchdown against yourself. So I guess I was fortunate that the Jets only gave up two points on the last play instead of six, which uh, would have been an embarrassing way to lose by nine and lose the teaser by half a point. Uh, Yes, that would have been terrible. And, I mean, those plays, when's the last time any of one of them had even close to success is what I want to know. The Bahamas Bahamas Bowl, which will go down this year. Yeah, there's like six laterals in the Bahamas Bowl in the Western Kentucky game. I don't even know who won. I just know the team catching two and a half covered. Wow. All right. Um, Next game, Saturday night, was a good game. Uh, It was a good game competitively. You lean Titans. I put two units on the Titans getting six and a half. They had a great chance to win the game outright. I still can't believe they had Josh Dobbs drop back and throw that. Make them beat your defense. Gosh. Anyway, that was two units for me. We move on to Sunday. Steelers and the Browns. The Browns gave up 28 points to a Steelers team. They hadn't been scoring more than 13. I mean, really bad, Steve. You and I had a best bet on the under, 39. That last touchdown to make it 28-14 is what did us in. And it blew up our teaser on Chiefs-Browns. Yeah, apparently there was a roughing the passer call that shouldn't have been called. Um, not that much offense in this game. I, I would bet the, that game to go under again. Um, ultimately, it goes down as a loss, though. Yeah, there was a bad roughing the passer penalty on Cam Hayward. But they also missed the worst face mask I've ever seen, maybe. So I think that was a little bit of a makeup call. Vikings-Bears, we did not have anything. Falcons, Bucks. I put two units on my Falcons, laying three, and they won by 13. That was a best bet. You did the same, Steve. I didn't realize that. So we had a best bet there on the Falcons that came through. Jets, Dolphins, we've already discussed. Texans, Colts, wow, what a game. Panthers, Saints. You leaned Panthers getting the four. I put two units on the Panthers getting the four. They went outright 10-7, so needed that one badly. Bills, Patriots, we had nothing. Ravens, Bengals, let me just make sure. Yeah, we had nothing. Giants, Eagles. The Giants were getting 14 points. The uh, total was 42 and a half. You put two units on the Giants getting the 14 points. That cash for you. You also had Giants first half plus nine and a half. That actually lost for you, Steve. So you broke even on that. That's unusual for a game like that, isn't it? Yeah, and well, this was a case where my handicap Tuesday was completely wrong in terms of personnel. It was right in terms of motivation. The Giants played hard, but nobody played for the Giants. And I wasn't expecting it. And then by Thursday, I I had gotten indeed the memo. And really, it's always easy after the fact. But the best bets to be made on some of these games, uh, the Eagles' first half was the bet to make in the Giants' fourth quarter. Because by the fourth quarter, the Eagles were just trying not to get injured. And the Giants were still playing hard. And by by comparison, same thing. Tampa to score first, first quarter against Atlanta was a great bet. By the fourth quarter, 
Atlanta was playing against the Tampa Scrubs, and that was a great bet as well. Cardinals, Niners. We both leaned Cardinals getting 14 points. They still got blown out. And I had a bunch of leans that came through. Uh, Rams, Seahawks. I had uh, a lean to the Rams. They covered the six and a half. You put two units on the over there. I'm surprised that score was only 19-16. I, I really am. The total was 41. They didn't really even get close to it, Steve. Yeah, they look like offense between the 20s and bogged down in the red zone. I'm I, I'm not going to lament that. That was – I mean, I'm not going to say that that was in any way the right side. It wasn't. Broncos, Chargers. I uh, I leaned Broncos. You leaned Chargers. Broncos won it outright. Disastrous game for the Chargers to start their guys, get some guys banged up, and still lose. Lions, Packers. I leaned Lions getting the four and a half. They win outright. Wish it was more than just a lean. For the week, Steve, I broke even. Again, I think that might be two weeks in a row. And you were uh, minus two and a half units. So for the year, I am up 39 units. You are up five units. For the week, we were one and two on our best bets. So for the season... We're now 22 and 16 on our best bets, which is still a strike rate of 58%, uh, which is pretty darn good, right, Steve? 58%? It is. And it's better than the decisions that Brandon Staley made, which reminded me of there's a term when you're playing poker of being pot committed. And that's where you put, you feel like you put so much money into the pot, you just don't want to fold. You just want to keep playing the hand, even if it's a crappy hand, you're going to lose. And that's what Brandon Staley did against Denver is he basically decided to try to win the game and not rest his guys. And then Bosa gets injured. Williams gets injured. And it's like, get the other guys out of there. What are you doing? Nope. Got to stick with this hand. Keep playing it the same way. Let's try to get Keenan Allen hurt also. Just amazingly ridiculous that um, the Chargers tried to win that game. What are they doing, Ross? Um, trying to win the game, I guess. Uh, I, I, we'll see how it affects them. I'm so curious to see how they and the Cowboys are affected this weekend, which is what we move on to. It's playoff time. Anything we need to know, Steve, specifically about betting NFL playoffs versus the regular season? Is there anything different, notable, noteworthy, etc.? This is the week. Uh, my friend Teddy Covers put me onto this. Wild card weekend is the one week where you want to look to play the team that had the much more difficult strength of schedule. That has done great for whatever reason this particular round of the playoffs. And there are two teams that qualify as if having had played a much harder schedule than their opponents. So those are the Miami Dolphins and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. So Miami and Tampa, according to that trend, would be the teams to look towards. Interesting. That's interesting that the Dolphins played that much of a tougher schedule than the Bills. How is that even possible? I don't run the numbers. Jeff Sagarin does. I just copy them. Yes. (laughs) All right. I should mention, by the way, before we dive into um, the playoff picks, we're going to get be able to get to a bunch of your email questions the next couple of weeks. So 
Send me the email questions that you have for Steve. Ross at RossTucker.com. We're not able to do that during the regular season, but during the playoffs, we are. You go right to the top of the list, by the way, if you take advantage of any of our sponsors on the sponsor page over at RossTucker.com. Or just, you know what, we're a month away from Valentine's Day. You're smart, guys. You value your time. You value money. Go to MyFrontPageStory.com. It's the best Valentine's Day gift ever. MyFrontPageStory.com. Just knock it out now. It's not very expensive. It's like 50 bucks, or there's a better one that's 100 bucks. You get an unbelievable story written about your significant other. And get get it done. You don't have to worry about it Super Bowl week or whatever. MyFrontPageStory.com. Steve, we start with the Seahawks catching 10 points against the Niners Saturday at 4.35 p.m. Eastern time. The total is 42.5 points in this one. Yeah, I would lean towards San Francisco. I I mean, they handled Seattle easily in both of their games during the regular season. Um, what's not to like about this Niner team that is absolutely – Uh, just cruising along in Seattle. They need that game like blood to make the playoffs. And then they had to cheer for help, you know, to get in. That's a distracted team that has to wheel back on a Saturday early game. Uh, Niners or pass. I don't lay 10. You know what? I just to let the the listeners know, I, I did lay minus 440 on the money line. I would consider it to be an epic upset if Seattle found a way to win this game. I would lean Seattle if they were getting 10 and a half. Um, at 10, I really don't have anything here. You know, I, I would think Geno Smith with those receivers would be able to get a potential backdoor cover. So I can really only lean Seattle here. Obviously, the Niners are the better team. Chargers and the Jaguars. The total's 47 and a half. The Chargers are laying a point. My opinion may have been different a week ago, but I certainly like Jacksonville. Two units on the Jaguars. I'm not convinced the Chargers are the better team, especially with Williams. Clearly going to be compromised this week. Bosa not 100%. And look at the schedule. So Jacksonville gets to play Saturday. They play Saturday again. So they get their full week of rest. Chargers played Sunday. And now it's almost like the NFL is penalizing the Chargers for being so stupid that they're like, you know, we're just going to wheel back and make you play on a short week on Saturday after having played all an all-in game in altitude on Sunday. So you're in L.A., you fly to altitude in Denver, you get everyone injured, you fly back to L.A., and then you got to fly out to Jacksonville. What dummy is backing a team with those circumstances? I like Jacksonville, two units. I'm the dummy. <laughs> Hi, my name's Ross, and I'd like to say that I'm a dummy. Um, I like the Chargers. I think that Saturday night was Jacksonville's Super Bowl. I think that was like – I think they put everything in to that game Saturday night and beating the Titans and winning the division and getting a home playoff game. I, I think the Chargers are the better team. And I think the Chargers are going to win the game. So I'm going the other way. I'm going two units. I didn't like how Trevor Lawrence played either. Two units, Chargers. Steve and I does not happen very often 
We are going head to head. Um, I'm the dummy. I love it. I love that whole speech. We'll see. I think the Chargers are better. Uh, let's get to Sunday. Dolphins are getting 10.5 points. Totals 45. As we record this Tuesday, 10.50 a.m. Eastern time, the Dolphins could have any one of three guys, I guess, starting at quarterback, Steve? Yeah, so Adam Schefter reporting that the Dolphins are hopeful that Tua could be back. I got to tell you this, Ross. If I was the NFL, considering the way injuries have gone this year and for Tua and for the Buffalo safety, I would send, if I was the NFL, I'd send a little memo to Miami telling them, if you ever want to have any good schedule the rest of this decade, Tua better not be playing in this game because what a bad look that would be if he got concussed and injured in this game. This line is saying Tua's not playing. I make the game 11 if it's Skylar Thompson. If Tua was playing, I'd make the line more like seven and a half to eight. So the line disagrees with what Schefter is reporting. We'll see what the truth is. Um, with so much uncertainty, I have to pass the game, though. I'm taking the Dolphins. Yeah, I, 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 10 and a half. I love getting 10 and a half. And I didn't like what I saw from the Bills defense last week. They were fortunate to have two kickoff returns for touchdowns. I think they're kind of maybe poised for a letdown after everything that happened last week with Hamlin. And that stadium was exploding. I think the Bills win the game. But I kind of like the Dolphins to muddy it up and keep it close. I think it's a competitive game. Even if Tua doesn't play, I kind of feel like Bridgewater will. I kind of feel like he'll find a way to play. And Bridgewater actually gives them a chance, whereas I don't know that Skylar Thompson does to keep it competitive. Two units on the Dolphins getting 10.5 points. The next game is the Giants and the Vikings. The total is 48 and a half, Steve. The Giants are getting three right now. Yeah, you know, I when these two teams played just like three weeks ago, I played over 48. And it was a lot of offense, but it was 20, it was 17-16 late in the game. And somehow I got over as as we got to a 24 all. Giants outplayed the Vikings in that game statistically found a way to lose on the 61 yard field goal. I was tempted to take the giants. I'm going to strongly in giants. I don't like the giants at all. They're the second most overrated playoff team, but you know what, Ross, the Vikings are easily the most overrated team and someone's going to win this game. We're going to bet against them next week. Just to lean to the giants this week. <laughs> um, that's funny. Going to bet against them next week. That That's going to be a social media clip at Ross Tucker NFL, at Ross Tucker pod. I like the Giants. Yeah, I mean, I like the way they played against the Eagles, even though they sat so many guys. They got a lot of guys rested, a lot of guys ready to go. I feel like all the pressures on the Vikings playing at home. It was a field goal game. It was a toss-up game. This reminds me of like a Raven-Steelers game. Always take the team getting three points in a Raven-Steelers game. I think that's how this game will go. Giants plus the three, two units. What about Sunday night football, Ravens-Bengals? The Ravens are getting six and a half. The total is 43 and a half. 
So this line is telling us that Lamar Jackson is going to play and to be fairly healthy because these teams just played. And I know Baltimore was on their third string quarterback, but the line was 11. I'm not so sure that Lamar is going to be healthy or that he's going to play. We'll see. Uh, he's probably going to play. Bengals are 21 and three against the spread. I'm not stepping in front of that. I will say this: it was troubling looking at the box score where Baltimore actually won the stats last week. That's what's keeping me off the Bengals. I'm still leaning Bengals. Got it, Steve. While I do my breakdown, your uh, your microphone got a little weird there. I don't know if you can switch it and switch it back or something. I don't know what happened right there, but figured out why I give my tremendous breakdown. I was going to, um, it's funny, 10 minutes ago, the Bucks were getting two and a half. And I was going to go ahead and I was going to tease the Bucks up to eight and a half and pair it with the Bengals down to minus half a point, which I know you don't like. And we've been over that. I know you don't like that. But that was going to be my teaser. But now the Bucks are getting the full three. We got we go by what it is when we're doing the show. So I'm just going to recommend if the Bucks go back to being favored by two and a half or getting two and a half, pair the Bucks in a teaser with the Bengals down to minus half a point. As it is, um, not going to do that. Although, why would that be that bad? I guess Steve, like explain that to me. I, I know I already know the logic for why you don't like to just have a minus six and a half down to minus half a point. I, I got that part of it. But tell me about it's just better off to just bet the Bucks plus three than to have them in a teaser from two and a half to eight and a half? Yeah, it's a great question because plus nine is obviously better in a teaser than plus eight and a half, but the plus three is the better option than to tease the team. Okay, so I got nothing on Bengals and Ravens, and then we'll get to Cowboys, Bucks. The Cowboys are laying three points. The total is 45 and a half. So I get it. Tampa has been choppy at best, and we're concerned about how good they are. Who are the Cowboys, of all people, to be laying three on the road? That was a butt kicking that they suffered to the Washington football team. I'm not confident Dallas is going to win this game. And they're laying the three. No, sir. Tampa Bay plus the three in a game that's going to overtime. Two units. We agree on this one. Uh, this feels like a toss-up game to me. Anytime it feels like a toss-up game with the way Dak's been playing and the way the Cowboys are playing, I I take the three points. I gobble them up. Give them to me. Bucks plus the three, two units. That is a best bet. The best bet. And your best bet is to send in some email questions to Ross at RossTucker.com. After you take advantage of one of our sponsors, you go ahead and do that. You'll be in very, very good shape to be able to get an email question asked of Steve next week when there's no microphone issues. I'm not going to make him answer a question now because it's a little bit dicey. Um, Other than that, Follow him on social media at Fezzik Sports or me at Ross Tucker NFL or us at Ross Tucker Pod. Hopefully more of you guys will start to see all the bets in black and white, all the wonderful information that Grades has for us at Patreon.com. 
slash RT Media. Other than that, good luck, everybody. Hope you guys win some money. Thanks for listening to the Even Money Podcast. Make sure to also subscribe to the Ross Tucker Football Podcast, the Fantasy Feast, Business of Sports, and the College Draft. All available at Apple Podcasts, RossTucker.com, or wherever podcasts can be found.